you having fun just staring from across the room you've got to stretch your stuff and i'll show you just what to do now you gotta dance gotta make your advance you gotta show you've got the guts i gotta move that'll make them swoop and it's called the two-step strut now dance with me Um, Mike, we're, uh, <laughs> uh, Mike, uh, uh, are you here for my vibranium, my vibranium sphere? Biranium. God, oh no, mm. don't take my vibranium bri- spears, spheres. Mike Newell knows what sequel lies in the hearts of Madison. <laughs> oh my God. Is this about Space Jam, uh, uh, a Space Jam of their own, a League of Their Own too? Put my big nose on, put my cowl up, get my hat. You know, you think you'd really have that stuff on before you start doing the laugh part. I think your order of operations is a little messed up. Hey, you know what? I don't... Well, no, I do tell you how to do sequels. Hmm. Fair enough. Take your advisement. Now put this ring on. You work for me. Oh, okay. Zoink. <laughs> let's talk about the nose. Yeah, let's talk about the nose. Oh, um, so I, I mentioned this briefly uh, before the episode started. I was actually... <laughs> like... There was something that was just like getting to me. I'm just like, like, I, I didn't realize it was like a prosthetic thing going on. Mm-hmm. And like, actually, not only prosthetic nose, but prosthetic like cheeks and stuff, too. Yeah. Like until the very end where they did like the um the 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 transition of his uh prosthetic face until the Alec Baldwin's face. Like, so when he put that scarf on, I'm just like, wow, when he puts that scarf on, it really pronounces Alec Baldwin's nose. I'm just like, like, it's just like, it's, it's kind of like a magic trick. I'm just like, I guess that's what he looks like when his mouth is covered up uh, and he has that hat on. Um, maybe it's the lighting or something. So like, I, I was just complete. Um, I was a little, uh, a little, uh, a bit of a dummy there. <laughs> what kills me about the look for the shadow is how much he looks like Peter Boyle, mm-hmm. who's also in the movie as his yes. driver. Yes. Like that's what cracks me up about the look in this movie of the shadow is just, he just looks like his driver. Like yes. they could have just put Peter Boyle in the suit, like and I, have him been the shadow persona. Um, for a little bit there, I, I was thinking, Oh, do they have another actor for when he's in the costume? Cause he does look completely different. I think he also has mm-hmm. contacts in, or something like yeah, i mean he has to do the eyes thing yeah or it's like cgi after the fact sure sure i think that's cool though like i don't know like mm-hmm. i i like the idea that like he's even though only ha- like he's still wearing a mask even though half of his face isn't covered up you know like it's it's mm-hmm. kind of like oh i turn into the shadow like it is like another ent- it's like moon knight sort of projects this image onto men's minds or whatever like yeah yeah there's a lot of mesmerism with the shadow at least in this movie i'm not as hip on the comics i did some bushwhacking around the the shadow wiki mm-hmm. to see like what other characters we might be able to farm here and apparently in a lot of the portrayals that lamont cranston is either an actually a villain and there's a whole other guy who just pretends to be lamont cranston and uh. also is the shadow or lamont cranston also exists and it's just like yeah if i'm not in town you can pretend to be me that's fine like a lot of times he's just like off on a beach somewhere being rich and like a playboy and he's like yeah you can just pretend to be Lamont Cranston while I'm not around like okay it's just kind of interesting but um Kent Allard is the name of a guy the guy who in a lot of the comics is the shadow yeah the, I think in the radio productions that this is based off of they went ahead and just simplified it down to just make Lamont Cranston the shadow yeah from what I understand um, this is sort of 
a hybrid of the comics and the radio show because Mm -hmm. there are certain things from the radio show that weren't in the comics. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure, and if correct me if I'm wrong, because I think you might know a little bit more about this, but Mm -hmm. and and I did very general research, but I um, I did too. In the radio show, he does become invisible and stuff like that. But like the things like the guns and the rings and the costume Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, that's all from the comics. Like, so it's like, it's sort of a hybrid um, of both, I think. I'm not sure. I don't know about the rings just because I could see why that wouldn't make it into the radio show as it's a hugely visible like aesthetic thing. Like they can't really there's not the sound of a ring glowing really for mm-hmm. radio like that unless it makes a specific noise. And at that point it could be anything, but um, I do like the idea uh, that like, Oh, the shadow has this network around the city mm-hmm. of New York. Um, but it's also just kind of like, Oh, everyone's the shadow. Like we're all like, we're, it's like a little bit of all of us, right? Like it is like, Oh, we're all keeping an eye out for like evil. Right. And mm-hmm. we're reporting it back to, like this vigilante uh, guy but like it's from what i gathered tentatively the operatives of the shadow are a huge driving force of the plot of like hey i saw a weird thing or Mm -hmm. uh oh we're in trouble uh time for the shadow to come save us or whatever Mm -hmm. like that's pretty cool um i generally like this movie like i um i thought it was pretty entertaining um i thought it was like (sighs) trying to compare it to something like I mean, it has like it's like a mystery sort of feel. It kind of reminded me of Sky Captain in a lot of ways, like somewhat. I can like, see that. Um, it's very pulpy. Yeah, like sort of that pulp filter or that pulp tone, which I guess makes sense because it is like the it almost like watches like a comic. You know, there are certain movies that are <laughs> just like, oh, this they had an idea that this was coming from a comic in mind when they started to like frame these plot points and like the this this stuff. Like, I imagined. When that uh, police officer put that mail th- that mail through the like the tube and it went mm-hmm. around the city, I'm seeing that as like a panel thing. I can see that paneled out in a comic form, right? Mm-hmm. And then going to this one guy who pushes a button, and then in uh, that button goes to like this like TV screen in the in the shadows office. Like I, I can see that paneled out. Like um, I, I do like. I'm, I'm wondering if they took that from like a moment or something, or if that's just something that exists in the comic. Probably. Um, I do like how that guy's just never explained. Mm-hmm. Like everybody else is like a some kind of operative, and like Mo Shrevnitz, the taxi driver, knows who Alec Baldwin's the shadow, and then just that guy also. And it's just yeah. very funny to me that I like it. And also, I think to your point, this read to me or looked a lot like the Tim Burton Batman films yeah. in a lot of ways. It was about five years after Batman and two years after Batman Returns. So that could also be sure. somebody trying to capitalize on, well, we can't do Burton's Batman. What have we got? Oh, I think we have the rest of the shadow, which is a proto Batman. Yeah, like, which think, is like the, I was gonna say it's like the thing Batman mm-hmm. was like based off of, right? Yeah, that style of hero. Like, I don't know if it's exactly that guy, but I think at the time there was a lot of like pulpy detective, you know, two fisted adventurers who were based off the same mold of like, I'm very rich, which immediately explains how I can afford to do all of this. And also, I have a Playboy persona that allows me to gallivant around town. Yeah. 
I also like I couldn't get a grasp on like his family. Like I could just mm-hmm. like is the police commissioner actually his uncle or does he just dinner with him every day? He also said he had an aunt, you know, like I'm just like, mm-hmm. OK, so this guy is like because I guess he's not like because there's only seven years later. Right. So it doesn't give him like eternal life yeah. or anything like it is just like yeah. he he is this thing. Right. Um like yeah. I don't know. It's just like I had a hard time like getting. So do his, do his family know he's the shadow? Does I am guessing the police commissioner doesn't because like mm-hmm. he thinks he's just a playboy who just like sits around his house, right? I love that scene where they first where we first meet his uncle, who's the commissioner of police, also. Mm. Um, where he's like, "I'm going to put a task force on the shadow," and Alec Baldwin in a very brightly lit ballroom just leans back and immediately is covered in shadows. Yeah, like that aren't in that room it's not like he just like like receded into a shadowy corner he just like leaned back and immediately is cast in shadows except for his eyes while he does like the mesmerism is really yeah cool. well what a good effect too that is also mm-hmm. very comic booky of just like to communicate that he's using his powers right now with mm-hmm. changing very little about the about the scene itself yeah. right yeah it's good um, i didn't really care for this the first time i saw it i was mm-hmm. very bored i think i also saw it as I was coming out of that shitty period of everybody's twenties where they're just like, Oh, this movie isn't cinema. Like where yeah. I, like I, I was like, Oh, uh, the writing is subpar. I bet like, you know, just that weird time. And now I'm yeah. just like, no, oh, it's fun. But I enjoyed I, it a lot more recently watching it, which is why I pitched it for us to do here. Cause I was like, this is really fun. Yeah. It's the kind of movie that, um, I say this sometimes and like, I don't know if I fully mm. explain it to a great ability, but they don't make movies like this anymore. Like, mm. um, like not in the same way. Cause you know, like you see some of these New York streets and like, it's clearly like a backdrop that they propped up on a studio set of like a painted mm-hmm. New York with like some like 3d props that are also painted. Right. And like mm. the, like the cigarette sign and stuff like that, like, you know, stuff like that. I'm just like, yeah, I, I do miss that kind of, Thing. like i don't like the cgi backgrounds like of right now are not like my favorite right sure. like um i like big sets i like big set pieces i like them it like i mm-hmm. i don't know not that no one does that still it's just no, I, it, it, I, I, I like the like... fact that like the idea that oh a person painted the skyline of new york city and then they propped it up right most movies that have the budget that the shadow would have had, like even for inflation tend to decide, well, we're big budget. So we're going to do CGI instead of doing more practical. Yeah. um, Like that, which I get what you mean. I do. We'll say on the opposite of that spectrum, I really liked in Oz, the great and powerful when they oversaturated or painted the background scenes to sort of make it like, look like a fancier, a little bit more CGI version of the original, which was just clearly painted backdrops. Like I like how they overdid it there but we're not here to talk about that movie. We're here to talk about The Shadow. The Shadow. I also, we should touch on the line that everybody on Letterboxd was quoting, which was... Good morning. Good morning. Oh, God, I dreamed. So did I. What did you dream? I was lying naked on the beach in the South Seas, and the tide was coming up over my toe. The sun was beating down. My skin was hot and cool at the same time. 
I was yours. I dreamed I tore all the skin off my face and was somebody else underneath. You have problems. I'm aware of that. What a great delivery. Also, that moment, I was just like, when when the scene where that happened, where he was tearing his face off, I'm just mm-hmm. like, the fuck is happening right now? Like, <laughs> like I'm just like, that was like a big left turn. Like, and I didn't get that. It was a dream. Like, I'm just like, what? Like, like, cause he just, just Alec Baldwin like pokes in his face and starts pulling at this kid. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on right now? It just like was very horrifying, but cool, which is also another comic book idea. Cause like the uh, comic book moment, cause they do this sort of like this sort of movement with the camera where they go in a circle and where the foreground is obstructed by like the mirror he's looking at. And there are different stages of that latex thing coming off of his head, you know? So, like, at first it's just Alec Baldwin, and then, like, I think it's either Alec Baldwin or the other actor in, like, the next one. Then at the final one, it's the other actor with... Um, mm. John uh, Loon. Yeah. I don't know. Like, that that is also a very comic book moment. I could see the panels, basically, like, of that, mm-hmm. like, of the transition of, oh, yeah, I poke at my face and then pull at the skin, then, like... <laughs> Now I'm just kind of this like hybrid form and then like, oh, I pull all the skin off and now I'm John Lynn's character. So it's very good. It just, it just, I don't know, like stuff like that. Like, love it. Love that moment. The story is kind of whatever, like, um, it's kind of like an origin story reckoning, like idea. Um, I like the knife. Yeah. Uh, Furba or Furba, I think. Yeah. Which Furba is a thing. Like, it's not (laughs) like it's a I think it's a Buddhist, um, a Buddhist knife sort of thing. Like, um, yeah, I I really liked that plot of like, oh, the rivalry is not really between Alec Baldwin or or it's not between the shadow and um, what's the villain's name? Um, Shiwan Khan. Shiwan Khan. It's it's the shadow and this fucking knife that has been like bothering him for years. Or like, it's like the, his rival is this knife. It's like if his high school bully showed up in the middle of this, like yes. his superhero battle. And it was like, okay, I don't care about the brilliant sphere anymore. I'm going to kick Ned's ass. Yeah, exactly. But, but yeah, I liked it. I, I, I um, mm-hmm. this is sort of my vibe of like fun, sort of mystery. I think some of like the, the set pieces and i think like the story is like loosely held together like i don't know like when they go just like oh yeah my my um my dad's assistant has a beryllium sphere and then like in the next scene he's like in that water tank like literally <laughs> i'm just like okay so how did you know he was here why why isn't the why is it the um, shadow knows the shadow knows. the shadow knows yeah I mean, Stuff what's like the that. use of a network of citywide operatives if not to immediately find Tim Curry wherever he's hiding? Sure, sure. Well, speaking of finding Tim Curry, from party to that thing you do, we've made a lot of stupid movies, but some of them are stupider than others. That's right. This is Dumb Actually. For any new listeners, uh, Dumb Actually is a show where I just continue to sort of jerk ourselves off by yes. coming up with factually incorrect statements about episodes we've already done. Madison has to find the incorrect uh, elements of the statement here. As always, Madison, there are two things wrong with the statement. This one is about hankies. Okay. 
Hanks isn't as involved in some hankies as he is in others. For example, in the plot of You've Got Mail, the Snyder Cut, his dog Moochie leads two of our characters on a red herring mission to catch the rooftop killer. Or in that thing you do where he dies the se- he dies in the second act just before Guy returns to his wife in the Pacific Northwest, convincing him to stay and help build the shrimp shack. And as always, Madison, you have to proceed your correction with dumb actually. Yes. Because oftentimes the answer to these is something stupider than what is actually in the question. Yes. Um, okay. So dumb actually, I believe yes. in you got mail, the Snyder cut Moochie is the killer, right? Like, I think that's what okay. we decided. Um, are, are you locking that in? Yes. Okay. You have found something incorrect with that statement. Oh, okay. That is not, I'm not, um, what I said isn't wrong. He does lead them on a red herring chase because they're hunting down uh, or like they're following him to try to find the prove the girlfriend is yes. the rooftop killer. Got it. So there's something else in there. You get a second guess because there's there's two things wrong here. So you get two guesses. Let's see. OK, so uh, dumb actually was mm-hmm. the shrimp shrack in. Um, oh, wait, no, no, no. no. OK, Um um, dumb actually uh mm-hmm. uh that thing you do was not called that thing you do right i thought that was what i wanted it to be called but it was actually the golden girls or something like that like it was called like that thing you that thing you do to the golden girls um that is my lock-in yes okay unfortunately as close as you were that is still incorrect it was that thing you do gold guys gold guys damn it which which yeah. i'm not gonna you are correct that it wasn't just that thing you do if you had said that thing gold, you gold do guys. gold guys or of course i would have given it to you but the, that's so the two things that are wrong the dog's name is not moochie the dog is named bentley moochie is the dog from the mitchell's versus oh, god god damn it the second thing that's wrong is the entire statement about gold guys is wrong. Tom Hanks is dead to begin with. Oh, gold guys. damn it. Okay. Okay. You got me. God, I love, I love dumb. Actually. I love dumb. Actually. <laughs> well, unfortunately no points this week. I drank deeply from dumb. Actually. Um, it is very funny because I started this not as a bit because like you famously don't remember as much about our movies as like I yes. do generally. Like I, I had to do research for these. I'm not going to pretend like all of these are off the dome. So it did not feel cruel, but I am very pleased with how much you seem to enjoy doing them, having remembered like nothing about what we've done before. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think like I can like I got mm-hmm. the vagueness of it, right? Like, yeah. but like it just like. I'm trying to remember, like, I also know how stupid I am. So I'm like, okay, yeah, like that thing you do. Like, I remember I was really pushing for that. Hey, Madison, don't talk about my friend like that. Hey, thanks. Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks is your friend? Yeah, don't talk about Tom Hanks like that. Okay. Don't talk about Hanky like that. But, like, I always think I have, like, the vagueness of it. um, Because I know myself and what I Mm -hmm. dig in on. And, like, I remember there was a whole thing with that thing you do. But yeah, Tom Hanks is dead at the beginning of the movie and Mm. not the thing I said. I almost said that I wasn't sure if it was in the Pacific Northwest. I thought it was in Miami. I can't remember the exact. They're set in Miami. I think at the end of that thing you do, the original movie, it says that Faye and Guy moved to like Washington. But I couldn't Uh, remember which state it was. And I felt like adding the Pacific Northwest was vague enough that you might try to go for that. Like the gamesmanship involved in Dumb Actually is very fun. We're probably going to cut almost all of this from the episode. People have to know how our minds work. Um, 
Anyway, we're at 20 minutes and we're, we haven't even started yeah. <laughs> the carnival. Yeah. The 20 minute carnival bit. What's that? What's mm-hmm. that? Actually, the, sorry, I didn't do any reviews, so I didn't say uh, end of review three times, which summons the carnival. As you, as we established, I have to say end of review three times to summon the carnival, and I haven't said end of review three. Shit. Damn. Well, God. So, what's that? I think that's, I think that's Gargalax. What's wrong? It looks like Gargalax's wheels are squares now. That's right, everybody. The inverse wizard really fucked us. He he inverses everything about the carnival. Squares are the inverse of circles, though. Yes, they are. (laughs) This inverse wizard is such a piece of shit. The inverse wizard is such a piece of shit. He just slightly changes things. And it's not even the inverse. It's just slightly changed. Even then, it's barely changed. Like last week when uh, we did the inverse of uh, more like this, and it was just the same game, but with porno titles. Yeah, I know. Like, we still haven't been able to fix that thing. We're fucking cursed, man. I don't know. I think this might end (sighs) the carnival. Um, Um, What? We could just shed some of the games. And 10 minutes of the lore dump every time. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, we got to fit. Uh, we got to figure out how to how to how to uncurse uh, uncurse the carnival. But in the meantime, would you like to play one of the the fucked up games? Well, I mean, no, because it gets me the Quibi curse. But I'm, I've tried to get out oh, of it. And it won't no, work. no, the Quibi curse is on hold until we fix these games. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Yeah. Now, but, now a super worse curse is happening. You know, the thing is, if the carnival the the wizard's inverse curse spreads everything is going to become backwards if we don't like cure it eventually like gotcha. eventually your your is your it... name's going to be uh spelled backwards um and mm-hmm. do, can you even say that right now can you say your name Ekum. backwards ekum you want to be called ekum mm-hmm. i guess it actually should be kim more likely mike Ki- my kaim <laughs> Mike Kaim Noel. I'm Kaim Noel. Kaim Noel. Is that how we do? We have to trick the inverse wizard into saying his own name backwards. Maybe we'll figure it out. Um, Maybe we have to trick the inverse wizard with playing an inverse game, and if they lose an inverse game, it oh, negates their powers. Maybe it's like maybe. a double inverse. Yeah, yeah. We could talk about this another time. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair uh well we'll figure this out yeah, eventually s- sorry we burned up all of your lore time talking about dumb action yeah yeah it's all right it's all right um but here's the fucked up game um everybody's famous and most loved game madison math facts has been okay. has been slightly changed math no longer stands for Oh shit! Madison's amazing tidbits of heedfulness. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't stand for uh, Madison's amazing tidbits of heedfulness anymore. It now stands for multiverse accuracies of theoretical happenstance. So it seems like uh, again that was multiverse accuracies of theoretical happenstance. <laughs> I'm also laughing because you said Madison's tidful. <laughs> tidful. It seems that this game now is just about like oh things that happened in this movie or that happened in other movies and you have to answer trivia questions about that i don't know okay. man it doesn't seem as hard it doesn't seem as uh doesn't seem as fun as uh madison's math facts but here we are now here we are so uh roll it out bonjour bonjour see it's weird i'm um i am a german madison but 
now I said the inverse of German is French, of course. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um <laughs> The inverse wizard is now my immediately my favorite character. Like he is the most my favorite effect, but also I deeply hate the inverse wizard. <laughs> the inverse of German is French. Yes. Uh, all right. So you're are you now the are you now Gutentag Madison? I'm now Gutentag Madison. Gotcha. Um, but I say bonjour because it's all fucked gotcha. up. Right, of course. Yeah. Um, you need to, do, do we need to talk about it more? Do we want to talk? <laughs> no, I think we're fine. I think we're fine. <laughs> I'm cutting this episode down anyway, so uh-huh. we're good. Uh-huh. All right. So you got to find, you got to answer, just get the answer right to these. Man, there's not even any multiple mm-hmm. choice. It's even harder. Peter Boyle has played a taxi driver in another famous film set in New York City. What was this film? Taxi Driver. Is that your final answer? Yeah. That's correct. Jeez. Whoa. I just thought of what's the inverse of this movie. Yes, the exactly. The inverse of the shadow is Taxi Driver. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here's the next question. This one's a little bit harder. Uh-huh. Beryllium spheres were also used as a power source in another film that has been secretized on your podcast. What film was this? Oh, um, um, Galaxy Quest. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Good job. <laughs> I was thinking Star Trek when you were, when you were saying Beryllium Spheres. I was like, yeah, Star Trek, right? And then I, you said we did it on our podcast. And I was like, well, we mm-hmm. couldn't have done that because. Yeah. Tim Curry and Sir Ian McKellen appeared as a famous musical duo on the stage. This music duo has also been featured in a previous Equalizer episode. <laughs> Shit. What was this musical duo? Musical duo. Um, fuck. What? I've forgotten every movie we've ever done that has good music. This is a good one. Um, Mm -hmm. six hours later. I don't know. I'm going to say, uh, Jimmy Buffett. And who did we get in, uh, come Monday? Who is the new star who does all the music? Oh, it wasn't Carly Rae Jepsen. It wasn't Carly Rae Jepsen. It was, um, Casey Musgraves. Yeah, Jimmy Buffett, Casey Musgrave, as played by Ian Mystery and McKellen and Tim Curry. Uh, which one is which? Just, in, real fa- just really fast? Oh, yeah. Uh, Tim Curry is Jimmy Buffett, of course. Oh, okay, great. And good, Ian good, McKellen good. is Casey Musgrave. Okay, cool, 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 cool. I'm sorry, that is not correct. Uh-huh. Tim Curry and Sir Ian McKellen previously appeared together in the stage uh, version of Amadeus as Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart and Antonio S- Salieri, respectively. I will say... I thought the way you phrased that, I was thinking of like a recording yeah, duo. Yeah, sure. Which, fair enough, that's that's a red herring, but that's what threw me off. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. sorry you didn't win the game today, but hey. Um, sorry. It's probably best that we're not winning that many points this time. We've kind of saturated the points market. Yeah, I think so, too. Weeks. I think we need to redo the menu. Um, <laughs> yeah, we need to update the prices on the menu. Yeah, yeah. You know, inflation. <laughs> points inflation. All right. Well, we're out of here. Um, hopefully we can fix the game someday. Bye. In a twister, they just disappear. I don't know why they didn't just come in on a twister. I mean, they didn't use the square wheels. Yeah, I don't know. It's a square twister. No, nobody knows. Nobody knows the mysteries of the the mysteries of the carnival and how it works. The, I mean, yeah, that's true. That's the only thing we don't know. We know literally everything else about Gargalax, Cargamel, their the inverse was planet Quibi, how they give birth. The clone medicines and the clone medicines. Anyway. Let's do this fucking movie, huh? Let's do this fucking movie. 
Now, uh, before we, I just put together a couple things. I wasn't really looking for a plot. I was kind of just grabbing character that like looked neat. I know you said you had an idea kind of for this. Uh, what was your idea before we dig into those? My idea was based off of, um, like the powers of the shadow and like the Mm -hmm. things that were like hinted at in the movie that were like, Oh, like what is his greatest weakness? And his greatest weakness is light, right? Like, like being seen, like if everything is illuminated, right? Like, Mm -hmm. um, well, that's not necessarily true as the ballroom scene where he just leaned back in his chair and was immediately in shadow. That's true. He uses his mind to become invisible. He's not really even in shadows. Yeah. Yeah. I think like the the, the scene that I really love in this movie is when he's fighting mm-hmm. Tim Curry and Tim Curry goes crazy with the mm-hmm. oh, no, no, the other one, oh. like the the one with the Tommy gun in the in the ballroom. Mm-hmm. Um, that one. I, I really like that one because I think if that scene was lit better, that gif of uh, Tim Curry just spinning wildly with a Tommy gun would be like all over the internet for some reason. And my, my idea was like, what if there was like something that was going either to darken the entire city? So there hmm. is no light and there is no shadows, right? Like, cause you know, you need light for shadows, right? Mm-hmm. Or to illuminate everything to make shadows go just into the ground. Right. You know, like to make every, like, to hyper illuminate everything to direct shadows in only one direction. Right. Like that's kind of Hmm. my idea. I I was, I was thinking we could do a villain around that idea. One of those ideas um, of just going against, or you do something that makes, just make sure like you prevent the shadow from actually like traveling and being mysterious. Right. Like, some of the coolest moments right. of the movie were when he was exposed, like in the water or with the flashlight. Yeah. Right. But that's sure. Well, I have one character here that's listed that I think we could use for that or like whatever you said, his name is Benedict Stark. His okay. current alias is Prince of evil. Sure. And his other aliases are Mr. Remorse. And I grabbed only three things here from his wiki page uh benedict stark was a genius of crime and one of the most evil master criminals the shadow had ever fought though he is also known as the prince of evil he called himself mr remorse besides the criminals behind the crime insurance racket stark and his henchmen were the only other adversaries to unmask the identity of the shadow and fully disrupt the vigilante secret organization and then i put in one of the notes here that being one of the richest men in the world stark was a member of the cobalt club which is where he and um his uncle were having dinner mm-hmm. when we met Margot Lane. So there'd be an end to introduce him if we wanted. Got it. And I just thought like that would be a good, like uh, in this case, instead of digging into the not super great Orient, Orient, Orientalism of that's inherent in the shadow, we could like focus this on big, rich asshole, yeah. super villain. Um, I like this um, Mavis Lockhart character too. <laughs> like maybe we could tie her into it somewhat as well. Like, Go ahead and read, if you would, read that for the listener. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're talking about. Mavis Lockhart is daughter of Harvey Vincent, an original agent of the Shadows during the 1930s and 40s. When the crime fighter traveled to the East to rejuvenate himself, a retreat lasted several decades. Mavis became the director of his modern-day network of agents. So I was thinking, like, what if um, it's sort of... 
I actually have not seen The Dark Knight Rises, but like the mm-hmm. whole like thing that that was based off of of whatever like is like when uh, Bane broke Batman's back, right? And he's mm-hmm. out of commission for a while. Um, I think that's what happens sort of in the movie. I think it's called The Dark Halloween or something when that happened. I don't remember. Uh, so Nightfall is the name of the comic where Bane breaks Batman's back. Got it. Um, Got it. And yeah, in The Dark Knight Rises, it takes place like 10 years after The Dark Knight, I think, or something like that. And Batman's not really as much of a thing. Yeah. And then Bane shows up and he has to like come out of retirement and he's older and less fit and hurt from just being Batman for a while. Sure. And then, yeah, Bane drops him on his knee and breaks his back. Yeah. So like, I like the idea that like maybe this new threat or this new crime family Mm -hmm. that is ran by this Mr. Remorse um, guy, uh, the Prince of Evil, like is Mm -hmm. comes in and just fucking like destroys him. And the shadow has to go uh, back to the east or to wherever to get rejuvenated. And Mavis is a character in this that takes over like the network because like the network doesn't know what to do. Like, you know, like um, it's like, oh, who's going to fight crime in the city if the shadow is not here? And then Mavis takes up like the mantle and maybe it's mm-hmm. maybe we could make it um, uh, the Lane character. Um, oh, uh, Margot Lane. Margot Lane, who takes it over or someone like that. Uh, there is one other option that I did want to throw out on the table because the opportunities there, just how long it's been since the shadow came out, Mm. the shadow beyond where Mm. a young scrappy kid on the streets of New York stumbles into Lamont Cranston's house and finds the shadow cave or the sanctum or whatever. Absolutely. This is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. I'm I'm saying your line now. This is what we're doing. Absolutely. Um, Um, we could use Mavis Lockhart as that character. Yeah. Like, or she could be like an Alfred type of like the shadows, like, Oh yeah, I don't do that anymore. Mavis like, yeah, I'm the one who's been doing it for like whatever. Like that's more the vibe of house of the clock in the wall. So Jack black and, um, uh, Kate Blanchett, go ahead. You have your hands together. You're excited for this. Let me start our time also while you're talking. Yeah. So Mavis Lockhart is the daughter of, mm-hmm. Margot Lane and uh, Harry Vincent, who got together after whatever. Sure. Um, so the shadow, uh, and this is the thing, I think it's like a very old shadow. Like he's like oh, in yeah. his 90s at this point, like what I'm talking mm-hmm. about this. Um, or maybe it's like some sort of like fantasy future or whatever. But because I want Mavis Lockhart to be a black hat hacker and uh she travels through the internet analytic and and uh she travels through she travels through the internet she travels through the internet and like the shadows are like big brother kind of thing does that make sense like oh i'm not quite following you okay the shadows are big brother you know how we're being watched all the time basically by um like through through the internet and through uh, Wi-Fi and like IP addresses and like, you know, like, like stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like you're like, we're always being monitored in some way. Or at least our activity is like that idea. Like she travels through GPS or something, or like she travels like, th- like the like chat physically travels. Like 
sort of like the shadow does into the shadows, but through like the internet. But he doesn't travel through shadows. He just clouds people's minds to make them think he's invisible. Yeah. And he travels by cab. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But like, I'm trying to think of, do you, do you kind of get what I'm getting at though? Like of think so maybe like, I don't know to me. I'm not against her being a black cat hacker, I guess. Like, how do we tie in the powers of the shadow with that? That's because, like, it sounds like what it sounds like you're suggesting is like um, <laughs> she goes into the computer and travels via the Wi-Fi and will pop out of a computer at wherever she wants to be because she's traveled via the internet. Yeah, she's the virus from Scooby Doo and the Cyber Chase, uh, basically. Um, <sighs> That's kind of what I am suggesting. Like that is like the new version of the power is that that's how she gets from one place to another. She doesn't need, or maybe she has to travel on like somebody's phone or like, like, like maybe it could be like the beginnings of the internet and like the, like the seventies or eighties. Right. Um, like, and like, so it's a little bit more limited. Um, I don't know. But you, you talk, you say things. Uh, this is my wild idea that I have. So I am not against the idea that she's like more about hacking. Like, because I think for Lamont Cranston to be like 90 years old or whatever, it would have to be more modern day. So I'm not against updating it and having it be more about like cybersecurity or like cybercrime. Like, mm-hmm. like um, Benedict Stark is like Jeff Bezos or whatever. And yeah. she has to use like updating the powers to work via the internet or to be by the internet, I am here for. I think traveling through the internet or becoming like data to travel via phone stuff is maybe just a step too far for this because I sure. still want to keep some element of the like two-fisted street adventurer okay. while she's all like she's a hacker but I feel like we should still try to root this in like a more like ground level punch him up hero as opposed to she's become like this is something more like the flash would do as opposed to like the shadow. Got it. But so I what still about, like the idea of of her doing like more of like hacking or like she's more tech savvy and that kind of thing. Yeah. What about her? Um, like she's in the shadows, but she controls technology from the shadows. Like, does that yes, make like sense? She can, she, she, she can cloud like tech and stuff. Like yeah. maybe the thing as time went on, cameras weren't, weren't affected by mesmerism. Yeah. And as, and maybe that could be a thing with Benedict Stark. He might be an old guy. We didn't use like his son or something. Now the mm-hmm. Starks were integral in introducing a lot of cameras and getting like security cameras in New York city, uh, traffic cameras on like, mm-hmm. like basically putting cameras everywhere to sort of flush the shadow out. He couldn't hide anymore with mesmerism because cameras weren't affected mm-hmm. and so maybe the thing comes up and she because she's a hacker she's figured out how to block cameras yeah the mesmer stuff and that could be a thing where it's like oh shit like she could be the shadow now we could do sort of like a um it's a little bit of a, a hybrid of like the v for vendetta um story of like oh mm-hmm. like everybody's being watched all the time now by this like technology and like this sort of um um who is that lady um in v for vendetta no like in real life that that was uh thatcherism margaret thatcher oh of yeah. like mm-hmm. um we're watching you all the time and monitoring you and like we know what you're doing um in the comic it's like 
oh, there's a mouth, there's the radio, there's like the the ears, Mm -hmm. you know, like um, the eyes, you know, the cameras and stuff like that. Like we could do something sort of like that of like maybe it's like a Thatcherism in America. Um, Like I like the idea that maybe it's like a modern day. Yeah, kind of. Um, Because I do like the idea that it's in like a slanted version of modern day, right? Like it's not like exactly yeah, yeah. like it is like, cause I think we want a little bit of like fantasticalism, right? A uh, fantastic mm-hmm. is fantasticism a word. Who knows? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, sure. That's fine. It, it works for us. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, maybe, maybe if there's like a version of New York that is like, heavily monitored and like mm-hmm. uh because of the shadow because of this vigil anti guy that existed um and basically forced him out like to into hiding it's framed as the usual like public safety like more yeah. we'll be able to to with more cameras on the street and stuff like that we'll be able to see like if a guy mugs you we'll be able to find out find him like easier with more cameras and more surveillance in reality it was a bunch of rich assholes who were trying to um, like elbow out the shadow because they figured out cameras mesmerism isn't uh, doesn't work on cameras. Yeah, and so they it's like a a whole like cadre of rich businessmen, maybe led by the Prince of Evil. I don't know. Sure, but it is also an idea then that the the threat that she has to do could be something. It was like, man, back in the fifties, I knew he had this. Like he has this like painting or whatever or like, mm-hmm. i know he killed somebody the evidence is in that tower and i just can't get to it because yeah so like the thing she's trying to solve could be entirely unrelated to cameras it's just that explains why the shadow's out mm-hmm. and how like she could get back in yeah. so i feel like we need to maybe start leaning towards what's her deal as in sure where her parents killed like terry mcginnis and so that's why she came to the shadow or um like why is mavis lockhart coming to the shadow Maybe, uh, maybe she, um, I really like this idea. I want to write this almost. Um, yeah. Well, good news. I have enough points. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, when you think about crime and like how mm-hmm. crime has evolved over like the span of the century, um, mm-hmm. we talk about, we, you always think about the mob, right? And like, that's the mm-hmm. kind of people that the, the shadow was fighting is like mob bosses and stuff like that. But over time, um, the mafia and like people like that, like eventually just kind of became like senators and stuff like that. Or the senators mm-hmm. started using those same kind of tactics, but just made that kind of stuff legal. Right. Like, like, mm-hmm. you know, like lobbying and like under table, like, you know, like all this stuff. So like maybe as time went on the shadow, it was like harder to fight like crime um, because mm-hmm. like, oh, now I'm not on the side of like the city. Right. You know, like, like, like the commissioner isn't like the commissioner is getting paid off and is corrupt. Right. You know, like, you know, so like, um, this is good. so I was thinking like, so maybe that is also a part of it. It's just like, Oh, the shadow is over time, just deeply unsupported by like, or not liked by like the powers that be, because it's just like, Oh, we can't have this vigilante running around, like doing our job. Cause the, he's going to eventually find out our shit or like he finds out about our shit. And maybe that's like the case that like his, his last case um, where he found out that, um, that the, um, the Starks uh, were paying hush money to the mayor and it was uncovered and 
because of Stark's technology and like stuff like that, like they were able to catch the shadow and unmask him or like nearly catch him. And then that was his last case. Um, but meanwhile, he continues to be like, um, he continues to be in the shadows, like monitoring everything, but n- not being able to do anything about it. Um, and this what, is good. And sorry, I'm kind of going plot. No, brain. no, you go ahead. So what Mavis is going back to your original question mm-hmm. is Mavis um, works for the Stark company, right? As like, and she like uncovers mm. something, I think like she's like, maybe she's like a cybersecurity type person. Um, and she realizes like, oh, what's this like file here? And then like, she's a little too curious and like it has something to do with the shadow, which then she leads mavis to the shadows then or whatever i think i got it okay then with that that's very good she works for the stark foundation or whatever that company yeah and like it i think it's a ledger i think the thing that they have to get from like the office from a safe is like basically the ledger of here's the payouts we've been made here's who we've been buying off Mm -hmm. since 1955 or whatever like we're a business, even though it's like this is a crime, we're a business. We're going to keep our records of who gets paid what. Every dime is accounted for. Yeah. So the shadow is trying to get that. She works for Stark, and she, um, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this, because the idea that I have in my mind is she knew Lamont Cranston when she was a kid because Margot Lane's her mom or whatever, yeah. and one of her, her dad was one of the operatives. So like just in that way that like, Oh, the kid's over, whatever. He just for fun taught her a little bit of mes- mesmerism. Nothing like major, but sure. more of just like, uh, like, oh, that kid's picking on me. It's like, here's how you can like cloud as my whatever, like make him leave you alone or whatever. Um, and so she's sometimes, somehow she's at work and she's maybe accessing a file she shouldn't because it caught her eye or whatever. And so she just kind of like mesmerizes the camera because she understands tech. Mm-hmm. And the Starks freak the fuck out because that shouldn't be possible. And so they try to come for her and end up like they kill her parents essentially because she's not home for whatever reason. So she goes to the one person she knows who like the only other person maybe she knows who isn't in the pocket of um, the Starks. Because I think in the public persona, Lamont Cranston like famously duked it out in the public sphere Mm -hmm. with the Starks in the early days. Nothing about the shadow came up, but it was like the Bruce Wayne kind of, this is not like in the public. He's like, I'm going to rally against injustice or whatever. So she goes to him, not knowing he's the shadow and she mentions it. And he's like, well, how did they, why'd they kill your parents? And she was like, I think, I don't know. They got scared. Maybe why'd they get scared? She was like, Oh, I mesmerized the camera. That's not, and then that's how like she gets into training with him. Uh, he's like, we could actually like bring them down now. I also think with the cameras, because you mentioned this earlier, and I think that this ties in, they use that security footage, like all the cameras for the safety to root out operatives of the shadow yeah. and take them for off sure. the board, like kill, imprison, whatever. It wasn't necessarily to stop crime. It was to also figure out who's got those fucking so, rings. Suddenly all the criminals become the operatives of the shadow, right? You know, like like so many of these people are in prison or have been killed or executed or something like that. Like, um, I also like the idea, like the pure evilness of the Stark Corporation is like they control the camera so they can just turn them off when they need to. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, like, um, and that could also be part of their plan at one point is to 
not it's not a heist necessarily because I mean they were trying to steal something from the building, mm-hmm. but part of it could also be a la like the A team. Part of the plan is we engineer things to go such a way that they turn off the cameras because they don't want like um ooh that could be the our climax where she gets caught in the tower or whatever and he's like turn the cameras off I don't want anybody to see this and he's gonna kill her and that gives Alec Baldwin's the shadow his in because yeah. they just turned off all the cameras so now he's in the but he can come in and do the shadow stuff again. Yeah. Um, and that'll be a great bit because they turn off the cameras and he's like, any last words? And then you just hear the <laughs> yeah. in the room. They're like, oh shit. Oh fuck. He's here. Like, oh God. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's this good. fucking rules. This, this fucking movie rules. rules. Yeah. I like this. The shadow beyond. Let's put together the middle of the movie a little bit. Just like, yeah. Cause we've kind of, we've, we've touched on the like general picture, but it's kind of like she goes to him and then the middle of the movie happens. And then here's kind of the ending. Let's like, put some meat on those bones as well i think like the idea is justice because like the thing is like at this point at where we are at like i think i think the starks and whoever is in the pockets it's sort of like a big problem of just like oh they're too big to like take them all down right like because it's like mm-hmm. literally the government like or whatever so like maybe the shadow like his idea is that um with Mavis's help, um, they can at least erase the records of all the Stark, you know, like, so like, it's like, oh, they don't have like any backups or anything like that. Like, or it's just like, oh hmm. yeah, I could, we could go in there and just erase their files, but they have backups on big backups. They need to like actually to like destroy their servers or something like that. So they're trying to sure. find out where those are at, um, in the middle of the movie and are, trying to get into maybe maybe there's like someone that they know that like it's like oh i got close one time i had like an in one of my old agents um and maybe it's someone from the first movie i don't know like i don't think Um, i don't think it could be like the cab driver i don't know like because like oh yeah the shadow's 90 years old i don't know if everybody lives that long right you know that's a good point yeah like this lockhart would be like 50 years old at this point (laughs) maybe like i don't know we could we could also do the granddaughter of sure so and so right um, um which makes like like oh yeah maybe Margot lane and uh harry vincent it mm-hmm. are like long gone like um yeah or maybe she or maybe they live somewhere else and her parents who knows um who knows cranston right like mm-hmm. um no cranston yes yeah lamont cranston lamont cranston who who know who know them because he's an old family friend. Like it's sort of like Barbara Gordon and Batman beyond. Right. It's like, Oh yeah, I know who you are. Like, um, um, maybe it, maybe it's like, maybe this Lockhart is the granddaughter of Margot Lane. Um, that way she can be at least like somewhat young, maybe in her like twenties, thirties. Right. Um, I, um, I'm trying to think. I had a try thought. It was about uh, we could have a cool scene then because you're right. Like one of the, like one of my, I guess one of my operatives doesn't really work. And that's the other thing with if he's 90 years old, almost all of his operatives would also be dead. It, um, it depends on how long he was active until like. So some of them might be like a little older or like, that's or true. like maybe they were able to like give them like like because you know it's like he has to hand him the ring right. So it's just like yeah, that's true. 
maybe some of these rings maybe some of these rings got passed down to children or something or um you know um i think it would be cool then we could have a scene where he's like uh the information that you need for this I, I don't know, and I sent a guy. I had a guy who was getting that information, and then he got caught. So she has to break into a prison. That's what I was gonna say. I want this. Yeah. I want there to be a prison break in. Um, I love a break into a prison instead of a breakout. Right? You know. Oh yeah. In that case, we could also then tie in. I wrote down another character here on the document that I thought was cool: Slade Pharaoh. Okay. Uh, Slate Pharaoh is a criminologist who takes pride in reforming criminals who want a second chance, et cetera, et cetera. But the point being, Pharaoh has spent many years as a voluntary convict inside the confines of a dozen mm. penitentiaries. He considers this laboratory work as his idea of a laboratory as a prison cell or prison cell. His great purpose is to prove the innocence of men whose punishment was undeserved. That's pretty good. So we can bring in an idea of like, maybe he's not the guy, but there's a character here. Slate is the guy who's like, I know half of this, these people who are in here are here because they were operatives of the shadow, not yeah. because they're criminals. And he's trying to like prove their innocence or whatever. So that can be the in into the jail. I love this to interview. Like B- B- Bobby Moynihan famous. Yeah. I don't know where that came from, but famously operative of the shadow. That's the character's name. Moynihan. And he's played by Keenan Thompson. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Um, so that's to get like some information. Cause I guess most of this movie is probably going to be a dread style, like climb to the top of the tower. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Like, um, I, I, I think that's, I think that's the idea. Um, so let's see. Yeah. I think like once they get in, like once they get the information, they do the break in. How do they do the break-in? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's like... Because I think she controls computers, right, from the shadows, right? So I think she has like a... Um, forgive me for mm-hmm. bringing video games mm-hmm. into it, but she has like an Omni tool on her like wrist or something. And like... Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that tracks. Um, <laughs> she's able to hack into stuff from her like... Just for this ARM computer that she has. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a prototype... So um, there's a prototype of uh, the shadows that he was like developing or something like that. Okay. So here's what I'm thinking. Cause I like that. I think then the thing that she needs from Bobby Moynihan is like some kind of like code. It's basically just like an admin password that she like, she plugs her Omni to a gauntlet into and it just grants, she gets access to it. So then she can fuck with computers, but it's not the like clicky clack, clicky clack hacking. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like kind of thing. Um, cause I do think she should be on the ground and I like that she does know computers, but also, like I said, I think some of the old two fisted punching up like mm. run and gun would be fun as well. But I, I like the idea. I think an Omni tool works pretty well. It's like a, maybe she yeah. built it. Cause I can't imagine Lamont Cranston is a computer whiz at the ripe old age of maybe, 90. Maybe he has some like physical stuff that she can do sort of mm-hmm. like when, because we're taking it from Batman Beyond, like where he get, where uh, Terry gets the suit, right? Like so, like maybe he developed some like maybe he was trying to like develop like some like power gear, but eventually he became too old to use it or something like that. Like, and he, yeah, I think that's and, good. Like maybe he got some like um like I don't know um, inertia fists or something like that. So it's just like you know like the the power that you push forward is like 
like 10 sure. times the amount right like like as you're going fist. you know like something like that <laughs> no no um, it's a great word i just really i really love that phrase yeah um yeah i think that i like the idea that he was trying to develop like he was trying to keep up with the times but just eventually got too old mm-hmm. um to be able to use like inertia fists or like body armor or whatever like yeah um, but yeah i i'm trying to think there's another element here I mean, I mentioned we also have like a the Mask of Zorro like mm-hmm. training montage, of course, correct? Like, right? The yeah, like because I think we need to lean into some of the ideas of like the minds of man or whatever. But yeah, um, I there's, what is a, the there's f- a really cool hall scene in the prison part mm-hmm. where uh, it's like a a hall of like cells and things, and she's doing some like she does like i love like hall fight fight scenes you know Mm -hmm. like and she is like there's like a uh like 15 guards in this hallway that because they caught because um Mm -hmm. uh stark right stark Mm -hmm. stark is caught on to this and um, oh yeah and has like ordered these like security guards in this prison uh to capture her or whatever and <laughs> she is using her hacking technology as she's fighting them to push the, like to open cells and like kick them into them and then close them real <sighs> fast really good. Yeah. um to trap them in inside um maybe there's like some like doors or something maybe there's some like electronic door she's like closing as like she goes by like you know like you know some mm-hmm. like star trek doors that she's closing as time goes as she goes through the hallway Uh, too but i love that i also think this is maybe not needed but we're doing it there is going to be a bit where um she like lets a lot of prisoners go like a prison break and she just like as they come out into the yard they're like oh we're free we're and she's like on the wall or whatever and then just kind of like casting and rings fall down like like everybody like all the operatives are now on the street again like she's yeah. giving them back the shadow rings yes and then like vanishes and i think we can use that at the end also for the the thing of like they're flooding the build like the cameras they're like not committing crimes with their like mm-hmm. me like oh here i am i'm over here i escaped and like so okay we gotta pay attention actually they're using the them as distraction with the cameras mm-hmm. or now with cell phone cameras too could be a thing that they're using for tracking it's like they're yeah. helping with that like standing in front of cell phone cameras or whatever yeah. like are they going for the because we kind of never settled on this you mentioned the idea of they have to like purge their systems mm-hmm. is it that or are they looking for like this is a ledger of every person that they're paying off how much and for how like they've been doing it since it's like the evidence needed to sort of dissolve this network or at least take it, make it like illegitimate, not like, I think Stark has also gone into like, um, I think the idea is like reactivating the network. Right. Um, so like Mm -hmm. maybe it's also, um, expunging like, the criminal records of the network and stuff too. Like, sure. So not only are they all released, but it's also just like, Oh, all this information is gone now forever. I like, Um, I like this idea because 
it is somewhat naive for the plot to be, I have, here's evidence that a very rich person has done a crime. They are now going to jail forever. The idea of, yeah, that was never going to work. Like I'm a hacker. I know how that doesn't work. So what I needed to do was just prove like, basically they just found and like sent out the evidence that all of the shadows operatives were framed. Yeah. Like that was the mission. It's like, we weren't going to bring you down today. Yeah. We were just putting ourselves back on the board. Yeah. Um, Um, but like maybe like I, I like the idea that it is sort of like a raid thing where she is like working her yeah, way sure. up the tower because I think like mm-hmm. the code or the the drive or something is on the computer in his office that is at the top yeah. of the tower, right? We do a Black Widow like it can only be accessed from his terminal, which can't be hacked. There's no outside like it's all in her office. It has to be from his terminal in his yeah, office. Yeah. yeah, but I do think there's like a cool scene where like. Um, there is like, oh, like, what is this all about? It's just like, oh, just killing time because like all that information is being like uploaded and like mm-hmm. it's it's about being the distraction, right? And, um, and I think like at one point she just like snaps her fingers or like does something and like all the power in the tower goes out, and then Alec Baldwin and her like just fucking kick his ass, right? Or like a bunch of her like you know like they have their own fight mm-hmm. scene, like these two old guys, you know, like and also like oh yeah, and then also young young Shadow and uh and sure. a bunch of the goons, right? Um, I so, think that's like let's do a thing where Alec Baldwin talks a lot about like misdirection as being part of the Mm -hmm. shadow like yeah you can you're invisible but also like you're still solid and so you need like misdirection the whole thing and like we set up the whole thing where he's got like alec baldwin's talking about how he's got a ledger i know it's in his office it's got all the like times dates payments names it's everything that we would need to take him down and he's still operating under the assumption that like the law gives a shit about rich people doing that and so she they the plan becomes like they trick stark into thinking that that's what they're after when in reality it's addressed so like they go like he's trying to protect the safe when he should be protecting his computer yeah like that's what i think is the 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 sort of like double misdirect and then of course alec baldwin and some like 60 year old man just like have a fist fight yeah in in his office i think it's like we'll give mm -hmm. no go ahead oh um I just think we give Stark some kind of bodyguard or something who for mm-hmm. uh, young shadow for Mavis to fight. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like his, his son or grandson or whatever. Sure, sure, sure. Like, I think it can just be, she fights a bodyguard while Alec Baldwin fist fights an old man. We could do like a sort of, um, um, cause the vagueness of kick ass of like, you know, like, Oh, a lot of these people are like on the board. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but like maybe Mavis and, this son or whatever maybe she got the job from because mm-hmm. she knows the son of of or the grandson of mm. whoever and she tries to convince him that like she tries to convince the grandson of stark like oh this is wrong this is wrong but he just is like still decides to side with his grandfather or like or something like that that's better like that just to give mm-hmm. that like story a little bit more meaning or whatever just like um like oh, yeah, oh i know um the evil that uh the evil that um resides in the hearts of men you know like it just like it kind of fits in of just like it's oh so yeah good. like oh this person could be as good and friendly and is like your best friend but there's evil that resides within him right um, let's do yeah 
they're friends and his whole thing is like, I, I know that my dad, like, I don't want to be like my dad. Like I've got this darkness inside of me that I'm trying not to like give into like yeah. the whole, like he can be saved. And at the end, she's like, you always told me that you didn't want to be like your dad, the darkness. This is how we can save you. And he's like, that's just something I said. Cause I wanted to fuck you. Like, uh, yeah. it's like, like the whole thing. He's just this shitty dude, bro. Who was playing like a fucking game. And like, he always was fucking shit and evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she beats the fuck. Out of him. And then she just fucking kicks his ass. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so- no. Okay. I'm sorry. Hold on. One last thing then. That's that's the moment before the raid. Like, okay. that happens before there where she's like, help us. Like, this is the way we don't have to do the raid. Yeah. And he's like, no, that's just a fucking thing I said because I wanted to sleep with you. And she just starts laughing. She hasn't done the shadow bit like fully until that moment. Mm-hmm. She's just like the <laughs> as she like vanishes into the night. Got I mean, it. As she vanishes into the night, the evil that resides in the hearts of men. <laughs> yeah, and that's when she like fully now goes. She goes full shadow, and then we do the raid on the tower on yeah. Stark Tower on in Stark, New York City. In New York City. <laughs> um. Let's cast this real fast. Um, yeah. I was just looking up like some because I want Mavis. I think like uh, you familiar with Kiki Palmer? Yeah, yeah. I think Kiki Palmer would be a good Mavis, old Alec Baldwin. Um, right. And um, who do we think is playing uh, Stark? Um, we need an be old... somebody who's conservatively in their sixties or seventies. Sixties, seventies actors. Well, you might want to check actors in their sixties or seventies. Oh yeah. Because I might just give you actors from the 60s and 70s. I'll, talk, I'll go 70, you go 60. Got it. Richard Dreyfus. would be pretty good. Uh, Robert De Niro. Jack Nicholson, Robert Redford, Gene Hackman. Yeah, I think we have the same list. Harrison Ford. We've already used him a couple times. He was in... Um, um, Great Gatsby, the oldest sport. Schwarzenegger, Samuel Jackson, Danny DeVito. I mean, um, Alec Baldwin having a fist fight with Danny DeVito would be really fucking cool. That's pretty cool. I like that. Michael Douglas is too old. Al Pacino Michael. would be good. Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck has the kind of suave look of a this kind of style. Yeah. Of thing. Mark Hamill would be fun too. Let's do Mark Hamill. Okay. Yeah, I want to see. I want to see Alec Baldwin and Mark Hamill just duke it out. Um, uh, what God. about the uh, grandson of Stark? Um, let's see. Thirties so, then, probably. Ish. Yeah. Thirties and thirties. Daniel Radcliffe. That'd be good. Trying to find people we haven't used a lot of before. Probably on the same list. Um, Evan Peters. Robert Pattinson. Zach Efron. Bill Skarsgård. Thomas Felton. Let's bring him back. <laughs> I actually don't hate that. Tom yeah. Felton. Or Rupert Grant. We could do either or. We haven't seen we haven't seen them since uh, since Space Jam. Oh, I, I'm yeah, pretty sure. Right. I'm pretty sure um, we haven't at least. 
Taron Egerton. Yeah. Let's do Tom Felton. I like that a lot. I think that'd be fun. Okay. Playing another swarmy little... Uh, Jesus. Anyway, uh, what do we call it? Are we, are we going with the Shadow Beyond? The Shadow Beyond. Or, or do, you wanna, do we want to pitch around for other titles? We could call it the Mask of the Shadow because like the Mask of Zorro was kind of funny. Or the Mask of the Phantasm. That also um, occurred to me. In, yeah. in this case, I was thinking more because it's like a Mask of Zorro type movie. but Yeah. I like Shadow Beyond um, okay. as like it is like... Because the Batman tie-in, you know, like, <laughs> I can't think of anything else. Unless we did, like, the rise. Well, isn't there a Joker movie or something? like uh, uh, Return of the Joker yeah. is the Batman Beyond one. But Yeah, Return of the... That's our sequel. The sequel to this movie is uh, The Shadow Beyond Return of Shiwan Khan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, God. Yeah, we'll do The Shadow Beyond. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have The Shadow Beyond. Did we do it? We did it. If we did it, then that's credits on another episode of The Equalizers, baby. Madison Jones, tell the people where they can find us. People can find us on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and everywhere else podcasts are found by searching The Equalizers, including the area behind your fridge that doesn't have any light. Be under <laughs> all that dust. You Because you don't clean behind your fridge. You don't clean behind your fridge. I know you don't. Um... In that dust, if you clean it, and then you sprinkle the dust into a pool of water, and then drain that water and the dust and and smack it onto a plate, the dust will spell, watch the equalizers. Watch the equalizers? Watch watch the equalizers. You can also get in contact with us on Facebook and Twitter at the Equalizers. <laughs> our Gmail is Equalizers at gmail.com. And our Instagram is the underscore Equalizers. As always, it's spelled E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S like in sequel. Like in sequel? Special Watch thanks the to the Banana Boys for our theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Special thanks to the Banana Boys for our theme song, Two Steps, strutting off their debut album, Technicolor Girl from Outer Space. You can find them online everywhere by searching the Banana Boys. And as always, that's spelled B-O-Y-E-S like in Oh Yes. yes. Their full album is available on all streaming services now. Next time, Madison Jones and I shout Abracadabra and Magic Camp. There we go. So, for the Equalizers. I'm Madison Jones. I'm Mike Knoll. To be continued. First take your favorite leg, and then you kick it up to your chest. And then you pump your open palms, and then you really start breaking a sweat. That's all there is, that's really it, you barely even gotta move your butt. Come on, man, now follow my lead, and we'll do that two-step strut. Come on, dance with me.